Welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode may contain graphic content, such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to immortal, fantasy drug use, nudity, and perhaps mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. I wish I got a warning. left off a lot of shit has happened uh if i remember correctly you guys were uh, kidnapped by a gang and uh were helped out through a company to uh be set upon an island in the middle of god knows where inside of a uh, demon infested mist you guys fought your way through it while your captor was killed inside of the mist you stole his boat and met him on the way back, but it turns out another demon got a hold of him. An angler mimic, which stole his face after eating his body and uh, took a bite off of dust. Then you guys got back to the docks, made your way past the guards, went to the orphanage, and found out that uh, a gang member was trying to take over the orphanage that dust had control of. Then, you guys brutally murdered him. Then, uh, I believe, uh, Cthulhu's got rid of the body, and it also got eaten by an anglerfish, to which you guys came back, and Dust was trying to interrogate a poor child with an atrophied arm. And you figured out that two kids are selling drugs on the seat, uh, streets called Numtongue. Now, before we begin, I want to ask uh, Dust specifically, since you went down, what was the scariest thing that happened to you, like, for your character? Was it getting, like, part of his flesh torn off by a creepy-ass anglerfish, or was it the fact that you couldn't protect your children, or is this gang kind of scary that they have this kind of control over your orphanage? Honestly, it comes down to making sure my kids are okay. I was, you know, worried if I'm gone, what's going to happen to them? Mm. All right. Worried about what happens for the children. So, I don't believe I mentioned this, but I want to bring it in right now. I have a little bit of a trauma mechanic. And how it works is we take half the damage that you took going down. Like, uh, say you had negative five last time. We take half of that rounding down. So, it'd be plus two. With a DC 10... Plus two, twelve. I need you to make a roll in your choice of constitution or wisdom to see whether this affects your character. Can you make that roll for me? Fourteen. It was a bit traumatic, but you managed to overcome it. There won't be any permanent side effects from this. Keep that in mind. If you guys go down, there is a good there is a possibility that you can suffer a trauma from it. So try to be careful. So, to set the scene a bit, night is uh, taking over the sky. If you look at the moon, you see blinking eyes from its surface. And the darkness is overbearing. And the mist is taking over the streets. If you guys were to peek out the windows, you'd see like a, a minor demon spawn 
for a few moments before a guard just leisurely slays it. But, as you notice, more and more spawn, and the guards don't seem worried at all. What do you guys do inside the orphanage? Cobalt, I'm not feeling too well, but I'm a little bit better than before. What do you think our next move should be? That easy for Cobalt! Cobalt, find color! <laughs> do you think maybe my kids who are selling the numtongue might know of it? Maybe! <laughs> like, just, like, jumps up a little bit. That seems like the only we have. Maybe we should try that. Yeah, Cobalt don't remember very well where Cobalt was before Go Dark. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, what, uh, Jacked, who was, uh, helping you out this entire time, is, uh, burning the cloth that you guys had, um, uh, with the corpse's, uh, blood on it. And uh, finishes uh, scraping off the dried blood on the floor. He uh, looks at you, Dust, and uh, just gives you a firm handshake and says, I need to get going on my own business. Then looks at Cobalt and says, It's been nice knowing you. Hopefully we cross paths again. And he walks outside into the darkness. Well, big man. Be nice, kitty. Demons. Mm-hmm. Um... Just so you know specifically, Dust, you've seen this happen many of times before. Since you lived in the city, I'm gonna let you in as you, as Cobalt actually sees this happen. You see the demons start to overwhelm the city guard, and again, they don't seem worried. They seem like they're just waiting. They're leisurely slaying these demons, and some of them are yawning a bit. As things are going along, you see that they start cheering a bit, and some of them just go, Oh, finally! And you see from the mist a greater white fog rolls in. This one slightly different. It's like the difference between uh, cream and milk. This milky white comes in and grabs the demons and drags them. And you actually hear the weirdest thing. You hear... Demons screaming for help as they get dragged back into the mist and disappear. Seems like this is a daily recurrence at night. You're all very scary at night! Koval says as he's just kind of peeking out the window. Uh, do, do the guards look like the people, any markings on them that resemble who was trying to take over the orphanage? Um, what was your uh, passive perception? Fourteen. Fourteen? Oh, you 13. do oh 13 uh make a roll 13 <laughs> um it's a little dark outside but you do notice like uh uh one of the guards does have like a similar cut as uh the last guy you saw right on uh, right by the eye but that's the uh, only thing you have to go on is a scar so maybe yes maybe no global i think some of the guards might be working along with who was trying to take over the orphanage. We should definitely keep our eyes peeled. Bad. Bad guards! Do, do you want to wait out the mist, or do you want to find your amulet? It's like, a, it's still it's still night, isn't it? Or like, a, yeah. it, it is presently night? <laughs> yes. So, hmm. Cobalt want to go find, but also it's scary outside. Can you be a sneaky kobold? Kobold can try, but kobold right. go find things first. 
and Cobalt is uh, uh, going to like look around the uh, the orphanage to see if he can find some things. <laughs> uh, what are you looking for specifically? Uh, yeah, so he's going to f try to find um, to see if he can get like a bit of table salt, um, some fine sand, and or a scrap of leather. All right. Um, make a simple roll for it. Um, honestly, I'm going to tell you DC straight up. Probably going to be eight or higher. Find where you're looking for it. Savage stuff. Uh, which kind of roll, sorry? Uh, well, your passive perspective, or er, per, uh, perception, I'd assume, is higher than ten, right? It's thirteen. Yeah, so you find it. No need to roll for it. Okay, I just want you to imagine, just like, like, maybe, uh, like, Cobalt, like, first goes into the kitchen, like, and then just like noisily like looking over mm. maybe finds like an old blanket like ah, yeah. <laughs> rips off some leather <laughs> just like tearing your like kind of tearing your orphanage apart kind of <laughs> looking for shit let's be careful now a lot of this stuff is for the kids okay and you actually see him like dirty up some of the food as he's looking along the little amount of scrapes that you have hit the floor <laughs> All right, uh, so you find everything that you're looking for. So what are you going to do with these uh, random objects? I'm very curious. Cobalt uh, need these in case Cobalt get in trouble. Cobalt normally let Collar help me do poofy poof stuff. Oh, you sly guy. All right, I caught on. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> he got me. All right, so... <laughs> I can't believe I didn't catch on to that. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you guys want to go out right now, you uh, certainly can. But uh, keep in mind, it's uh, dangerous out at night and uh, dust. Like, uh, usually it's your morning or, you know, nightly routine to barricade up some of the windows just in case if uh tries to catch the demons, that weird uh, additional mist. Doesn't catch all of them, usually. So you like to bar up the windows once in a while and keep uh, track of the kids. Well, I know two kids are missing, so... Yeah, that's also a problem. Is there a back entrance? Um, let me look at the map that we got for your orphanage. Because if we look at it, what you have going on here is... You don't really have a back entrance, per se, but you do have an opening on uh stage left of your uh your orphanage right there yep right over there is it blurry for you no no all right how close is the cream mist to us um right okay so the mist in general has uh enveloped most of the town and you do still occasionally see you know uh a demon spawn here and there which is again like every couple minutes when uh the numbers become too overbearing it gets sucked into the mist screaming you see like trails of blood from its nails being pulled off onto the asphalt as it's being dragged well cobalt i think if we can avoid the thick mist where we might be safe we just got to be sneaky we don't want to try to run into too many demons but let's try to find a collar uh cobalt want to know why mist why mist hurt home great uh, the best way to put it, it's an anomaly. No one really knows, but you do know of a church that you really 
pass off. You never really go into that assumedly has the answers. Kind of like any church. It has the answers, but you're like, you know what, screw it. It's not affecting me right now. It seems like we got two choices. We can either wait it out, or we could try to find your collar quicker. I'm down for either one. Uh, by the by, uh, we haven't taken a long rest yet, have we? No, you haven't at all. I've been uh, waiting for that decision. <laughs> so, what are you guys going to do? I mean, like, you know what? Just like, uh, Cobalt is actually going to look at Dust and say, like, Uh, Cobalt, not sure if Dusty Kitty should go outside. Yeah, he, uh... He looked really hurt. If I remember right, Dust, you're at, like, one health, aren't you? Oh, uh, I thought we took a short rest, and then I rolled a hit die, so I'll go back down. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, you did. That's right. I forgot about that. So, no, he's not looking too terrible, right? Like, where are you at? 66%. Okay. It's a little over 50. It ain't too bad. So, it's really your decision. Like, you guys are capable of going outside, just saying it might be a little dangerous. Well, Cobalt, if you're sleepy, I have an extra cot that one of the kids will be able to spare. Specify, you don't have any cots if you look at the map. It's just a lot of hay. You you guys are extremely fucking poor. Do you like hay? I usually sleep on grass, but hay work. <laughs> is he do- it's like, is it a lot of hay, or is it kind of like just like a pile on the floor? There's a lot of piles on the floor. <laughs> I just want you to imagine, like, Cobalt just, like, finds, like, maybe the biggest pile he can find and just kind of, like, literally crawls inside of it. Mm-hmm. Like, digs inside of it and just lets it all, like, hang over him. Yeah, then you see a lot of the kids, like, crowd around you and just snuggle right next to you. So I guess we're taking a long rest. Seems like it. And while you're taking your rest, dust, uh, you have uh, good old Alphonse who, like, snuggles next to you, too, along with a few other teens. Before I fall asleep, I want to... You know, check to make sure his arm's okay. I didn't squeeze it too hard. Mm-hmm. You look at it, there's slight bruising, but he seems like he's a little over it. Just a, still a, a tiny, like, a, a flinching of you. Not exactly scared, but, like, every time you touch him, he kind of flinches. I just curl up with him and fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And he seems to relax after that. So, I actually want to roll a 1d100. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Yeah, well, it's because, like I said before, there's an opening, and I'm going to say 20% chance that, uh, like, a demon walks through that opening. So Hopefully it's a lesser demon. Yep, and we'll, again, after, see if it appears, we'll roll again. But, uh, first off, 1 through 20 is going to be a demon walking through. Anything else, you're fine. So we'll see how it rolls. 82, you're just fine. Um, at most, you hear the echo of screams throughout the night. So it's a little... Something that Cobalt isn't used to, but Dust, it's basically like uh, hearing birds at night. You're, it's You get used to it. Like, you just hear just a lot of screams. Cobalt so, buries himself deeper in the hay. <laughs> yeah. It's alright, all right. it'll pass. Yeah. So, uh... Put yourselves back at full health. Uh, Mega, any spell slots you lost, you regain. Dust, uh, anything that you possibly would have lost. I'm not sure anything you would lose, but anything you lost is regained. Um, Let's see. One more thing. I want to see if you guys have any good dreams. So again, I'm going to do it under the same odds. Nope, no one has any dreams. 
All right. <laughs> Just quick check. I want to see if something cool happens. Like, well, now we know where the where the uh, the extreme lies. <laughs> yep. So uh, the morning sun comes out. The fog retreats into uh, the ocean, but it's constantly hovering over the ocean. Kind of like uh, if you guys ever woke up like early in the morning in spring and you seen uh, the morning like mist over a lake. That's kind of what it looks like. You look into the distance and you see the ocean and the rolling mist above the black inky waters. If you were to look up, you would see dense cloud coverage. And uh, the best way to describe it, you see the belly of a serpent, like, peek underneath the clouds and go back up. And you, if you guys were to follow it, you see it wraps around the sky like five times. If you were to look at the sun... Behind the clouds, you'd see, like, tentacles, in a sense, writhing. The world's a little weird, but it's a pretty ordinary morning for dust. This is what he's used to. Y'all rested up, Cobalt? Feeling good? Feel much better! So, what do you guys do? I tell you what, Cobalt. I think we should find your collar, and then we'll help the kids. Does that sound like a fair deal for you? Cobalt would be happy to find collar if only Cobalt knew where it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does Cobalt have any idea where we should start? Perhaps we can ask some of the shopkeeps. Maybe someone sold it to him. Do you think it's valuable? Very valuable to Cobalt! You could retrace your steps to uh, where you exactly fell. It'd just be like, uh, I'd say, 14 or higher on intelligence history check. Cobalt, do you want to try to remember again? <laughs> like, yeah, Cobalt's going to think really hard. <laughs> Oh god, yes, you remember exactly. Cobalt's really focused on trying to remember where it is. He is focused. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you get cartoonish style, like, you know, sniffing the ground to retrace your uh, steps and track yourself. And, um, you, you just walk around crazily around the streets, and I assume Dust, you're falling close in the steed, kind of like a hunter and his dog. Exactly. <laughs> I just... Uh, Mega, I just imagine you, like, uh like a bloodhound and eventually like when you get to the spot where he dropped you like do the classic you know uh bloodhound like nose point with like when your hands like curled up near your chest i also just want you to imagine like at certain points where he's like literally testing like the the ground and earth like no no it tasted different <laughs> right so you're tasting the soil along the way that's perfect when we end up where he finally leaves us. I want to take just a bit of my rations and throw it to him like a treat. Oh my <laughs> lord. <laughs> okay. Oh good, Cobalt was hungry. It It's moldy. It's a bit moldy, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Alright. Um, Cobalt not used to this flavor. Um, Both of you guys have a passive perception of 13, correct? Oh uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys uh, look around, and just by looking around, you don't notice anything in particular other than uh, it being close by the shipyard where Cobalt, you, got stolen by a cold-bearded friend. As you guys are looking around, you uh, see a boy chasing a young, or a boy running away from a girl, and uh, he has a doll in his hand, and he just uh, keeps... Slightly getting away from the girl's reach, and he keeps saying to the girl, 
yeah, keep following me, and I'll rip her apart. And, like, the girl just starts screaming, No, don't do that! As they're running around in circles. About the only interesting thing that you see around here. I want to hop in front of the kids and see if I can distract them with a performance. A dance. Alright, go right ahead. Alright, what, what did you roll? Let's see. Fifteen. Fifteen. It's more than enough. Like, uh, both these kids have ADD. And you manage to uh, distract the boy, and the girl uses that opportunity to snag her doll away from him. And uh, the boy just starts pouting at you. I'm sorry, little one. I just want to see if you have any information for my friend over here. And he just, like, you know, crosses his arms, does a little pout, and uh, does the classic, you know, Sundari, uh, it's not like I like her or anything. And uh, just looks away, then just sees the little cobalt. And he smiles a little bit with a mischievous grin. And uh, he starts walking up to you, Cobalt. Meanwhile, during this interaction, Cobalt is just, like, looking under under everything. Like, no, not here. No, 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 not here. Um, Mega, make me a reflex save, please. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... You're, as you're looking around and bending over, the kid tries to uh, hop on you for a piggyback ride, and uh, he kind of scrapes his knee as he misses you. And he starts uh, crying a little bit. Um, As the boy's crying near Cobalt, uh, Dust, you uh, see the little girl as she's uh, trying to grab your hand and uh, give it a little shake, but her hands are a little too tiny, so they only fit around your index finger. And she goes, Thank you, thank you so much, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, just repeating it over and over again and viciously like shaking your hand you're welcome little ma'am since i helped you would you be willing to help me and my friend over here and she gives you over exaggerated like a sh you know nod of her head like dunking her head forward and back and uh she's looking around and uh she cups her chin a little bit then she looks at her doll like holding it with both hands and goes miss mary sue did you see it? And she's talking to herself as she makes the doll talk. I think I saw it. Oh, where did you see it? Oh, I think I saw it the other day. Gee, it was late at night. Mommy told me not to be outside, so you can't tell him. Mm, that's right. I can't tell him I was outside. No, you gotta keep it secret or else you get in trouble. Sorry, mister. Didn't see it. I'll reach into my pocket and flash five silver. And then... <laughs> she, uh... Says, uh, excuse me for a second, and does like a side huddle with her doll that you can easily hear and goes, That's a lot of money, Miss Sue. I'm not sure what we should do. All right, listen here, listen here, good girl. You gotta make sure you make enough bling for yourself, you hearing me? We have enough to buy all the teacups that we want for our tea party. Yeah, I know, but we can't get in trouble. Screw getting in trouble. That's a lot of teapots. And like, they're talking back and forth, trying to organize a way. And she's like, ask for another one. All right. She just gives you a sly look and goes... Give me two, and I'll tell you. I'm offering you five. You want two? Her eyes just go big as she forgets how to negotiate, and she goes, Yeah, yeah, gimme, 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 gimme. And all you hear in the background is... <laughs> as, like, uh, the boy is crying next to Cobalt. Cobalt not realizing, because, like, probably what had happened is that... Uh... Uh, as the boy was trying to get on top of him, like, Cobalt moved too quickly as he was moving on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. so, like, he suddenly, like, turns around and's like, Oh, little boy fall 
<laughs> yeah, and the boy still crying over a scrape knee. Just going. <laughs> just like uh, doing the classic Peter Griffin, just holding the knee back and forth, like hissing between his teeth. So this girl just grabs her coins and uh, she looks at the doll and she says, I'm a little scared, Mary Sue. And she goes, don't worry, I'll tell and she basically dances the doll around, or like, in front of you to make, pretend like she's talking to you. And, uh, the doll says to you, I saw a scary mean man last night. It was a cold-bearded little dwarf guy. You're not supposed to say dwarf, Mary Sue. I don't care. He was a little mean to that little blue guy over there, and he took the gem. It looked really pretty. And, uh, from what you can tell, like, whoever stole Cobalt last night took the gem as well did you see a scar on the little dwarf man it was really dark last night wasn't it mary sue yeah it was i only saw that he was short and had a big beard were you able to see what direction he went in and uh she points to the shipyard cobalt well this was happening uh cobalt like seeing this crying child just like uh i wait to imagine like he he kind of like briefly minor illusions like uh a box that's just a little bigger than himself and then goes inside it pop goes the cobalt as he jumps out of the illusion yeah all right it you know what do performance with advantage that's really clever oh my god yeah but it works out um you get the boy laughing at you and uh, as he's laughing along, he uh, comes up a little closer and goes, uh, Mr. Cobalt, I got a question. Mm, Cobalt can answer questions. Do you like someone? Just turns his head. Like? Mm, I guess Cobalt like uh, Dusty Kitty. You like like him? Mm, he really helped Cobalt, so yeah, Cobalt like Dusty Kitty more than others. Well, how do you get that person like like you? Oh, you do nice things. Really nice things. Things you don't do for other people. All right, I got it. Then he starts running along and steals the doll again as he runs off. And he just yells, I shall protect you, doll. And uh, the little girl starts uh, screaming as she's chasing him again with a little bit of a smile. And uh, the children run off playing. Cobalt, so the little girl told me the man who might have stole your shiny thing is in the shipyard. So, you guys have two options uh, approaching you. Uh, not legitimately approaching you, but uh, two places you can go to. If you uh, look at the map, uh, where the children were said to go is... Uh, um, how do you uh, point out an area? Okay, so your first option's right there. It's a little slum in the worst part of town. And if you look at the bottom left, Clearwater Sailing, that's another option where you can go. Where you guys were, as you were uh, traveling along, was right here. So you're in the better part of town where the children were playing. And you're really close to Clearwater, but you can tell like uh, their people are fairly strong and you see a uh, fair number of people in uh, Clearwater Sailing's working at the moment. Well, which way did the little girl point? Because those are two opposite directions. Uh, she pointed towards uh, Clearwater Sailing. That's where 
assumedly the gem is. So, if you go in that direction, it's closer by, but they're greater in numbers. And they were the people that assisted in kidnapping you and leaving you for dead. How many of them can we see? Um, easily in uh, the 20s, just by taking cursory glance, but that's not accounting for, you know, people inside the building or, you know, in blind spots that you can't uh, see at the moment. There's a lot of shipments coming in, coming out. It looks like they're importing and exporting uh, trades as things are going along. Does it look like any of, like, boxes or shipping containers have been there for a really long time? Unfortunately, no. It seems like this is an efficient operation. You don't see any boxes that stay there too long. And make a uh, history check for me, Dust. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, even before this uh, crooked incident, this company does a lot of illegal shipments. And it seems like it's pretty common knowledge that it happens. But they, they don't sit on their supplies when they have illegal things running through it's already sold it's already gone so as soon as it gets there it leaves that's the kind of motto they have with a lot of their imports and exports is that whatever they have is already sold cobalt how long can you hold your little box you had over there hmm. 60 seconds cobalt count mm-hmm <laughs> But Kobo can do it again and again and again and again and again. And he just keeps going on like that. And you see the kids circle around you, Cobalt, again, you know, treating you as an obstacle as Boyd then runs away again and the little girl is like chasing him with a smile. And again and again and again <laughs> and again. So, Kobo, if you can do it again and again and again, do you want to see if the kids want to help us with a game? Kobo, good at games. All right. Can I get the kids back to ask them a question? It'll be too hard. Um, just make a uh, yeah. You can just yell for them and they don't come by. Again, they're circling around you, but talking to you at the same time while they're playing. Hey guys, I have a really fun game if you guys want to play it, and there might be two gold pieces in it for you. They both stop dead in their tracks, and like the girl snags the doll again and goes. <laughs> she she talks to her doll and goes. This is a large business opportunity that we need to take advantage, Samantha. You need to grow a pair and make sure that you get what you deserve. And she goes, yeah, Mary Sue, I got this. She looks at you. Three gold pieces. Okay, we can do three gold pieces. Do you have a lot? I need you to have a lot of friends come with you, though. And there'll be one for you. There'll be two for you and one for your little man over there. Her face is overly excited. As she runs away, then you wait a minute or two. Then she comes back with an armful of stuffed animals. It seems like this is a very lonely girl with a big imagination. I'm sorry, sweetie. I need you to get some more uh, of the children. I know your friend's there, but we need some more people to join us. Do you think you could do that for me? Her face droops a little bit, and she says, They think I'm a freak. And the boy, like, you know... Gives her a light tap on the shoulder, but, you know, in, like, a, a scarcely kind of way and just goes, Don't worry, I have a few friends. Children friends. And not looking at the girl. And, uh, runs off and, uh, roll a 1d20 for me. Just plain. Natural. Uh, 11 kids come by, including, uh, the one that you sent out. So, uh, he brings 10 additional kids in total, so about 12. 
it's what you have. What are you going to do? All right, guys, we're going to play a game. All right, you guys ready? And in unison, they're like, yay! What do you do? All right, me and Mr. Cobalt here, we're going to go to the shipyard. But those mean, mean guys don't like us too well. Do you guys think you'd be able to get their attention for us? And they all think to each other. And they nod, saying, yeah, we got something. Yeah, we got something. One says with a lisp. Um, what else? So you just want them to do a distraction? Where at? Because we have a warehouse, a uh, actual shipyard on the dirt where people are working, and a docks area. Uh, whatever's inside. Okay. So, uh, inside. So they'd have... Okay, just clarified, they would have to go past, like, a... Basically, like, a ship graveyard on their way there. Which is Remember, uh, still, still filled with people. Go on. There's three gold pieces in it for you. Who's the fastest? And the boy who had the doll just, uh, gives you a firm nod saying, I'm the fastest in my class. Alright, then you... And any of your friends who are also fast have the biggest job. Are you guys ready for it? Affirmative. What I'm going to need you to do is go to the warehouse, bang on all the windows, and see how many of those mean men men you can get to chase you. But don't let them catch you, okay? Oh, I, I got this. And uh, <laughs> how I imagine it is like a, a small like militia in one of those uh, old war movies you know gives you like uh, the firm salute then like does a charge and as they're going along my lord i am just rolling bad even with the vantage that's seven and nine so how i want to do this since it's such a low roll i i will still say they got someone but it wasn't too many i'm just gonna roll 1d4 to see how many people they get chasing so uh the two guards near the door uh, they see the kids and try to, uh, do the classic old man, uh, get off my lawn and, uh, start chasing them around, uh, the ship gra graveyard as they're playing, like, a, uh, game of Oxy, uh, uh, what the hell is that game called? Um, Ollie Ollie Oxen Free, there we go. As they're going around, then, like, they touch a boat, yell Ollie Ollie Oxen Free, and, like, the guard patiently waits and watches as he takes off his hand and runs away again. They're slightly playing along because they don't want to beat children, but, you know, they're trying to do their jobs at the same time. Does it look like there's any slight opening where we can get into the warehouse? Any windows we can peer into? Um, tell you what. I will uh, give you a little advantage on uh, a stealth roll trying to uh, get there because uh, you got a lot of rowdy kids taking some of the attention away. But uh, you could easily, like, take a peek in. Advantage on stealth? Yep, vantage on stealth. 16, 13. Yeah. So with the 16, you easily walk by and you get towards the window. And uh, what's inside is a large boat that uh, they're currently trying to uh, get fixed. A lot of shipwrights are nailing in the wood as they're going along. And uh, you see a, I would say a very short dwarf. Like, he's almost gnome size, but, you know, he's thick enough where you could tell he's a dwarf. And he's uh, barking out orders as he's seeing the ship come along. Is Cobalt next to me? Um, depends. Does Cobalt also come with and make a stealth check? So Cobalt will come with because Cobalt does not want to be alone. <laughs> Alright. So, make uh, two stealth checks. 
Oh, oh, oh no. Yeah. So a three and a four. As you're uh, walking along, uh, sadly, one of the kids misunderstood the orders and uh, assumed since you're coming by that you guys are helping with the distraction. So, like, one of the kids goes underneath your legs as he touches a boat and says, Ollie, Ollie, Oxenfree, then looks past you, behind you, and you notice that everything gets darker around you. And you hear a voice. Oi, what do we have here? Cobalt turns his head. <laughs> oh, we're just traveling performers looking to score our next big jig. Oi, is that right? You, uh, traveling performers, yeah? Yes, sir. We the best in the coast. The shipyard. Yeah? I think I might have a few tricks up my sleeve. Oh, uh, uh, alright, alright. Let me see it. Come on, then. Oh, um, Cobalt, uh, do, uh, what was performance under? Charisma. Uh, yes, charisma. How much, uh, do you have a bonus with your charisma, or is there no bonus? Plus two. Oh, he has plus two, uh, charisma? Oh, me yes. personally, Cobalt? Yeah, you, or... you personally, yes. Cobalt. Uh, Cobalt, uh, Cobalt has a, has a flat, uh, charisma, so... Uh, his 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 charisma is a ten. Oh, all right. So, uh, Dusk, can you explain what kind of routine you're doing? Uh, Cobalt, you can do a performance as well. See how you fare. <laughs> Are you <laughs> serious? <laughs> okay. So, uh, Dust, explain what try uh, what kind of act you're trying to do, how it fails, and then Cobalt, tell me how you save it. I was trying to break dance, and it seems like he might have seen this before, so I try something different, and I slip and fall on my butt. And how do you save that, Cobalt? The uh, uh, Cobalt... Um, shit. <laughs> I really should have this wasn't a pratfall. Uh, mm. It's like, uh, but Cobalt... Uh, you know what, Cobalt, actually, like, as you're, like, as you're falling, uh, like, actually, also, like, you know, like, um, like, yeah, okay, so does, like, does, like, this thing where it's, like, you're about, you're about to actually fall, but then Cobalt, like, actually, like, like, pushes you back up, and then you're about to fall to the other side, but then Cobalt runs over, and then, like, tries, and then you're about to fall again, but he, like, pushes you back up, <laughs> and it's, like, uh... So you're acting like a puppeteer, basically trying to get him to do the right moves, and, like, uh, you saw, like, the man's, like, he has a split lip, and, uh, you know, like, uh, his eyebrows are a little thin, and he just looks at you with the furrowed brow, then it lightens up, and he goes, Alright, alright, I was thinking that you were trying to pull one over on me. And he looks at you. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Then he just starts clapping you, and he starts yelling a little louder. That was pretty good! Then he just, uh, starts looking around, saying, Alright, boys, get over here for a second! And, like, one of them's like, fuck off. And he's like, oh, you know what? Just get your ass over here. And, like, you start to develop a small crowd as they want an encore. What do you do? Do I see any of them with... Injuries from working on boats or, you know, like getting into small scuff. Also, like, as part of as part of continuing the performance, like, Cobalt, like, climbs on top of you, Dust. Like, and he minor illusions you, like, roaring like a lion. Oh, hell yeah. And you can easily pick up from it with the scar on his uh, eye. And uh, it looks like uh, the tattoo of a brown badger has been, like, uh, cut out from his, uh, like, arm, his forearm. And uh, replaced with just an anchor. 
but you can still see a tiny resemblance to like uh, the tattoo that you would see with the Wild Ones gang that took over your orphanage and organized your fall. All right, for our next performance, we're going to huddle up real quick. Do a cartoonish huddle up with Cobalt. All right. <laughs> huddle, huddle, huddle. So what Cobalt do next is fun. <laughs> I have a feeling because of that man over there with a badger anchor tattoo or cutout, I think we might be in the right place to find your collar. You said you're able to do your your illusion thing again and again and again, right? Uh, yeah. So I'm going to try to distract them while I need you to sneak into the warehouse. Do you think you can do that? What Cobalt do when he get there? Can you make your box again, but don't pop out this time? You don't want to scare those guys. Oh, Cobalt really good at that. And then you can sneak around and see if you can find your collar. And if anything goes bad, I need you to run, okay? Let's hope everything goes bad. I mean, good. All right. So you, uh, so as I understand the plans, uh, Cobalt is going to be making a minor illusion box to distract the guys while you try to sneak away from the crowd. No, I'm going to try to perform while he, um, see if I can get their eyes off of him so he can hide and, um, use his minor illusion to hide to get into the building. All right, good. Um, make a straight performance and uh cobalt you're trying to escape right so if he succeeds you can do straight roll if he fails you're at a disadvantage when trying to sneak away so performance uh, then stealth all right we're doing a look at the dice real quick yep okay um cobalt run at a disadvantage for me stealth oh okay so th this is how i see it playing out as uh, you do like a grand like ringleader for a circus or a magician act, you go uh, for my next trick, and uh, you know you try to do a, a, a misdirection with your hands to keep all the attention, and you know you have a little coin trying to uh, you know make it disappear and stuff in front of their eyes, and a few of them kind of lose interest from uh, your attempts to uh, beguile them, and they start looking at the kobold. But then they just see a box, and they cock their head a bit, and the box starts to, you know, slowly walk away, solid snake style. And it's almost like they can't perceive it moving since it's just a box. And they just look with amusement, then back at your coin trick, because they're not the smartest. Good job. So Ooh. what does Cobalt do? <laughs> <laughs> well, if it seems like it's working. <laughs> it, it, it's apparently working. <laughs> Cobalt like starts making his way over to uh to the warehouse if nothing else just to see what the fuck's still in there. Mhm. Mm so, as you're uh going along, you see uh so you're uh near the door, near the window, where exactly are you going? Uh Cobalt would probably choose the window if for or how tall is that window? It is too tall for you, my friend. Too tall. Then the then the then the answer is door. <laughs> so as you're going along, uh, which side of the door? Like uh, the side of the door where like uh, the door would block you or would open? Like uh, at, you you understand what I mean? If the door were to open outward, um, he would probably he would probably start coming in from uh, 
he'd probably start coming in from the side where the uh, where the door would try to open like basically like the box like the the box illusion is sitting like uh probably where the door would uh would naturally stop um uh you know you know what i mean like when it like when the door yep. opens like and if there like was a box there <laughs> yeah okay uh make a stealth roll and we're gonna do contest against me and i'll explain in a second oh all right so this is what happens as uh, the crowd around dusk gets rowdier and rowdier and you know he does a classic for my next trick you uh see the door open and it nearly splinters and breaks off the hinges as you see an angry dwarf with uh, uh, veins popping from his forehead going, Oi, what are you dumb fucks doing? Then uh, you just see like everyone straighten out slightly with a bit of a cold sweat going on. And he's like, get off then, come on, work to be done. And uh, you just see them start walking along, just d dispersing. And he goes, oh, you boys ain't getting paid your fair wage for today. That's why I know. And, like, you see a few of them lower their heads a bit more and grit their teeth as uh, their salary for today has been cut. And uh, he stares daggers into dust. Then he looks at the box next to him and goes, oh, I, I don't remember a box full of shipment. Oh, and then he calls for another guy to come over here. He's like, Frankie! And Frankie comes nearby and goes, what the hell is this box doing here? And uh, Frankie just goes, I don't know, boss. I don't, I don't know. And he goes, well, get your noggin walking and figure out where the fuck it goes. And bangs him a little bit on the head and uh, points at you, Dust. Then motions for you to get your ass over there. I'm going to walk with a slight jig in my step, acting like, you know, everything's good in the world. Yep. As you're walking closer and you get up to him, he just looks up at you since there's a visible height difference but being so short he still says all right what the fuck are you doing come on then we're performing the greatest acts this world has ever seen great sack huh great greatest act does uh that act involve fucking up my business huh is that what your act is i apologize i apologize i did not mean to you know distract your workers from what they were doing they just happened oh, upon us while we were playing with the kids Oh, playing with the kids, huh? Huh? You're playing with the kids. And he looks around, sees the kids going. Then he, like, yells at the, you know, guards. Oh, what the fuck are you doing? Get the kids off the goddamn floor. And, uh, you know, they also straighten up their backs and just easily grab the kids by the scruffle and go, all right, enough playing. We got to get going. Double. And he just yells at the guys going, double cut for you, dumb bitches. And, uh, you know, they, again, downcast. And he looks at you and goes, oh, you see what you did today? You saved me a lot of money. Well, seeing that uh, most of my employees' uh, money is cut, and my gods are double cut out of quarter, I'm not sure whether to be extremely pissed off that you gave me a reason, or needlessly disrupting my work. And he thinks about it for a second. And he looks at Frankie to the side, who's like trying to grab the box, but like really confused why his hands keep phasing through the box slightly, never touching Cobalt. And he goes, well, what's what's the problem? Oh, nothing, nothing. And I go to reach him a handshake, uh, telling him about how much money we have saved him. Yeah, and uh, he just starts shaking your hand. Uh, do a little strength check, because I'm curious to like, see uh, how firm your handshake is. <laughs> you both have a very weak handshake. He's not even trying, and he slightly crushes your hand. And he's still looking over, and he's like, Oh, Frankie, 
get the damn box going. And the guy looks at it. The guy looks at him and goes, oh, I'm trying, boss. I'm trying. It's just, this thing ain't going. And he just uh, gives him a little kick in the shin, goes, boy, how you grab the box? Then, like, keels over, trying to show example of how to grab a box, then accidentally, like, picks up a kobold and goes, what the fuck are you? goes the kobold! <laughs> you know what? Do a performance check for me. I just need everyone to know that I was not expecting to do this today. <laughs> You're not the Oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, he gives a bit of the chuckle, and, uh, he's, uh, he looks at you and goes, Oh, my friend, oi. Don't I remember you. Then, uh, does a little thinking about it, and since he rolled an 18, he goes, Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Then he looks at you, Dustin, and goes, Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And look, asks you both at the same time. The fuck are you both doing alive? We came by to save you money. We realized we probably did something wrong. We got hit on the noggin too hard to really remember, so you look like a nice bunch, so we wanted to help you guys out. Deception check all the way, buddy. Oh my god. Uh, oh my Okay, I'm just gonna do a simple insight check just for shits and giggles, see if he gets an ad 20. Nope. He uh, gives you a sly smile, like a uh, corrupt businessman. And goes, oh, all right, oh, all right, ne ne never mind me, uh, boys, step in my office. And, uh, he's just carrying the little cobalt, and he's actually holding you like a dog, and it seems like he got attached to you. So <laughs> he's, uh, bringing you into the office, and, uh, as you guys go upstairs, he has this, like, uh, office above the work floor with a glass window so he can oversee like what's happening on the work floor and even outside what's happening in the shipyard and uh he sits at his nice desk but it seems like with all the money he's making from his operation he's very frugal with his decorations it seems like he only has the bare necessities then he uh puts a cobalt right next to his side and starts petting you like a dog and he motions for Dust to sit down across from him. I turn the chair around and take a seat. Yeah. Uh, do you cool play along? You're, you're, are you just going to be a dog while he just, like, pets your head? Cobalt <laughs> uh, is actually kind of, like, really confused, but this also feels nice. So it's just like, he, he's yeah. not going to say no. <laughs> yeah, so he's, like, doing, like, a scratch behind the ear and then, like, a scratch on the head. He's just uh, looking at us, and he goes, uh, "All right, then, all right." So, seeing seeing that you uh, bonked your head a bit, and uh, I assume you're long cash, right? Could be. As I said, I am the world's greatest performer. Oh, oh fuck your performances! Uh, you ain't you ain't pulling one on me. I, I I see I see what's going on here. And uh, he looks at the orphanage across the street. It seems like he does have a good background of you. But he does believe the fact that you lost your memory. So he's trying to phase through what exactly is your occupation now. But he he's resorting to your previous profession. He looks out towards the orphanage and goes, Right, that looks like a shithole over there. Would you like to uh, do a couple repairs? And he's starting to scratch uh, the cobalt a little bit. I, I can cover you if you uh, are open for a job. What do you have in mind? Well, uh, you, you see, 
We've been uh, having a couple problems. I I'm not sure if you're uh, familiar with, but uh, you ever heard of uh, the Ink Crows? And uh, his grip on Cobalt becomes a little tighter as he's saying that. And it's not out of fear, it's out of anger. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he just softens his grip as he's trying to pet you like you're a therapeutic dog. Uh, so uh, do a history check for me, Dust. And you got oh okay you're you're familiar with it uh you know that uh it's a pirate crew that comes by once in a while and hangs out around the bleeding barrel but that's it and he goes uh you familiar oh i've seen them from time to time they like to hang out by the, the bleeding barrel that's about all i know so what you're saying is you can't remember last night but you can remember a nameless pirate crew you bonked me just the right way Alright, alright. And, uh, he keeps petting a uh, little Cobalt. And, uh, he actually just looks out the window and goes, Alright, so, uh, these uh, pirates, uh, they're good business, good shit, uh, I tell you. But, they fucked me. And let me tell you, and he gives you a fiery gaze, No one fucks me. We had a deal, and they broke that deal. I let them live how they want. I... Make sure that the law isn't hard on them. And you know what they do? They fuck up. They pay me. I pay the fines. We're all hunky-dory. But guess what they did? They fucked me. One thousand gold I paid in bribery. And what do I get? Nothing. Nothing at all. So, I need them taught a lesson. Are you familiar with the captain? I don't believe so. I could... Let me try to remember... Go right ahead. Oh, is that okay? Is that second check? Uh, 19. All right, so give me one second. All right, so what you know of the captain is that his name is Ventriloquist Valentine. He's a mute that basically talks with his sword, and he is an odd fellow that gets into a lot of trouble. As opposed to his name would suggest, being mute. So, he's usually the one that causes these big fights and a lot of trouble in town. And a fair amount of murder that gets swept under the rug because of everything that happens. The captain, you say? Yeah, the captain. Are you, fa are you, f are you familiar with the rabble rousers around here? <laughs> rabble rousers. Um, so, you're referring to the wild ones? Or whatever, who whoever causes ruckus amongst the city. Whoever causes ruckus throughout the city. And he just thinks about it and goes, oh, throw a dime around town and you'll get trouble. Oh, what are you talking about? This city, it's rotten. My, it's rotten. Quite so, but, you know, a lot of people might say that they're rotten, but some people can't. Well, let me show you what side of the scale I'm on. They're rotten. I'm rotten. Now... If you want information, that's a whole other dealio, my friend. Whole, whole other dealio. You give me a bit of coin, I might be able to tell you. What would you like to know? My doggy over there that you seem to have taken a liking to. You, oh. I'm sure you see he's missing his collar. Oh, I see that. Last night. Well, last night I didn't even see him with the collar. I'm kind of... I, I'm going to be honest. Like Out of everything that happened last night, I felt bad for... The doggy. That's it, though. 
and he starts like petting Cobalt a little bit more. I'm so sorry, doggy. What <laughs> is fucking legs just starts doing that thing? Just yeah, like, the right, little right, hit right on the there, floor. Right there, right there. <laughs> All right. So, uh, um, you're so you're talking about the stone. Um, mm-hmm. okay. Um, make a persuasion check. See if he, it's even worth him saying. Oh my lord. Um, Masterful rolls. He he goes. Uh, one goal, and we have a deal. I have something better. On the back of the collar is the name of the man you seek. So, are you trying to deceive him then? Yeah. Uh, make a deception check, but with a disadvantage, and I'll explain why shortly. Wow. Yeah, rolled rocks, and he goes, uh, nah, mate, uh, that ain't gonna fly. Uh, you see, the only thing that gets my boots going is gold. Not any man. I'll tell you that much. If you're talking about who I'm seeking right now, it's the fucking captain. And let me tell you, I know exactly where the cotton's at. One gold. One gold for the collar? One gold for the collar. Do you hand him gold? I'm going to spin it around in my hand and say, do you know anything about Numtum? His eyes glow with a golden gleam from, like, uh, you know, the light reflecting off the coin as you spin it in your hand and you... Just see him smile. Well, I know a thing or two, but uh, that's going to cost a bit more gold, though. Well, you know I like to take care of my little boys and girls in the orphanage, and I know you would like to help out. However, are they working for you? Making this numb tongue? Oi, you got the wrong person. I. And he stops himself. Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did. Gold first. Five. I flip him one, say collar first. Alright, so, I don't have the collar anymore. Sorry to say, sold it off. Shit out of luck. Could be anyone in town. But it is in town. I, uh, I can't really, uh, give away the associate that I sold it to, but let's just say, uh, it's somewhere around. And he just stares at the gold coin and greedily, like, slips it into his pocket. Oh, next question. Oh, your associate, you know... Do you like him a lot? Let's just say that he'll cut off my tongue if I say anything. That's all you get. But do you dislike the captain more? So you're trying to say, like, um, enemy of my enemy is my friend? Or are you just saying, like, you hate the captain more than he hates his associate that he's working with? Yeah. Does he hate okay. him associate more? Uh, no. Let me put it simply. Gold runs through my vines. Gold is all I care about. He keeps my pockets fat. You understand? Understand completely. Boy, good. Kids then? Kids then. I throw him two gold pieces. Alright, alright. I'll tell you information. Give you a little bit of bait, but I ain't gonna give you the rest without the rest of the two coins. Okay with you? It depends how well your information is if I need any more. It's good. It's solid. And, uh, he looks around and, uh, he pets uh, Cobalt a bit, and he says to you, Alright, so we got a bit of drugs going around. How it works out is I import, export. And and he looks at you. Don't worry about telling the gods. I don't sit on my produce. What I get, I sell. That's it. Don't want to get caught with stuff. And he starts looking around town, and uh, he, if you were to look at this cinematically... He'd be looking out the window, and his eyes are reflecting, like, 
certain people walking on the streets in the slums and if we look closer at the people you can see them like chewing on something and their eyes like dilated as uh, they wobble around and it's one or two people out of a crowd but you can see like it's affecting the town slowly but surely i ain't too keen on uh, selling on all streets and let me put it this way my workers they came from this town and i don't want any of my workers on this drug fuck all work goes after that i just take it and get rid of it not in this town sell to other towns let them deal with the shit now, seems like we're on the same page then yeah now about the kids two more coins well you just said you don't want your workers on this numb tongue correct yeah but if you want to know what about the kids two more coins well, I might have some more information that may be worth more than gold to you. Alright. Tell me then. So I believe my kids have been picked up by maybe a rival of yours, maybe someone else. Who knows? But they've been trapped to be forced to make this numb tongue that you discuss so much. Let us kill two birds with one stone. I save my kids from going down this hole, and you save your workers from being on this numb tongue. He looks at you and gives you a crooked smile and just says, I, uh, Old news and wrong. Sorry, Mike. No. He sits down and tells you, I would love to correct you. Two coins. I slam him on the table. Ha <laughs> ha. And uh, he just has, an, again, you just see his eyes glow gold as he looks at the two coins. Considering how rich this guy is, he seems to be very petty when it comes to wealth. And he grabs him up and looks at him. And he looks at you and says, Alright, so we got an operation going. Not me, but our gang's around here. You familiar with the Wild Ones? No. Wild Ones is a gang. I won't bore you with details. It's a upstarting gang of uh, fae people. You know, elves, satires, all those uh, little freaks from the force. Uh, these people, if you want to call them that, make the living as of forces around town and what you have to understand is uh, you kids are not in forced captivity if you catch my drift uh, they are offered money to basically act as mules you see they're doing their business wrong they sit on the produce and sell it that's how you get caught that's how you get in trouble they are selling to the kids that bring back a bit of money for them acting as a medium a dealer so they don't get caught so protection cowards that lot sounds like they may be cutting into your money i see how much you love it and he gives you a smile unfortunately you don't understand us gangs my company we all work together and against i can't tell them how to run the business they can't tell me how to work mine that's how it works around here we got one man, and one man tells how we do our business. And that's how we all get fat pockets. Now, if you're done with the questions, let's get on to the job. Perhaps. Uh, do you have a restroom? I know your doggy there looks like he may need to go, and I need to go as well. Hmm. Gives you a look. Uh, make a persuasion check. Alright. Uh, Mega, you as well. <laughs> and yeah he looks at you and goes uh, I think you can hold it business first then 
get on and piss. Business first. All right. So we got a captain from uh, the Ink Crows going around thinking that he can pull one over on me. Now, what I need you to do is take care of him. Just the captain. Nothing else. No need to get the pirates dragged into it if need be, but I ain't gonna cry over blood. Now, what I would prefer is that you don't kill him. If you do kill him, I will cover up the expenses of this uh, so-called accident, but it'll cut into your reward. Follow? Peachy. Now, I'm a businessman. Someone fucks up, I don't kill. That's not my style. Dead man can't make coin. See? Clearly. Absolutely, then. And he just looks out the window and goes, Alright, you understand what the hell you're doing? Fuck off. Then he gives, like, Cobalt one more pet and goes, I'm really sorry, but I did like you the most. And he just taps you on the butt and says, Alright, get off. <laughs> so, did we walk out the door yet? If you want, it's all up to you. So, as we approach the door, I'm gonna turn around, flash a gold piece, and be, for us to do this job, my little doggy needs his collar, makes him feel safe. Let us know where to go, and we'll have the job done. And he goes, I prefer to keep my hands. Without my hands, can't accept a coin. That being said, fuck off with your coin. Ain't enough. And that's strange to hear from this kind of guy. He's very frugal with his money, and he's willing to sell out a lot of people. Seems like the person he sold this to is not worth the money you're offering. All right, then. I guess we head out. You head out. And uh, I, I assume you guys eventually walk into uh, the shipyard. Yeah, on, you... on the way, I want to, you know, look at the guards, give them a smile, try to make them friendly with me if they ever see me again. Yeah, uh, I was going to mention the guards. Uh, you actually, like, notice one of the guards is, like, uh, still gone, and it seems like he's uh, playing with the kids out on the concrete for a bit. Then uh, you hear, like, a large bang on the door, or not the door, the window from uh, the office of uh, Colebeard. And uh, one of the guards goes, Oi! Boss man's getting angry, and uh, the other guy strains out his <laughs> strains out his back a bit and starts out uh, running back towards the door, giving the kids a final wave goodbye. And uh, uh, what, what what would that be like? Persuasion check for uh, you trying to make them a bit more friendly for you? Yeah. All right, go right ahead. Say thirteen or higher. Oh Jesus! So uh, they look at you from your uh, twenty three roll, and uh, they go, uh, "Come again, friend." Oh, think about bringing the kids again. And the other one goes, yeah. That's just about it. They just uh, give you a nice wave goodbye with, uh, you know, smiles with uh, missing teeth. So uh, what's next on the agenda for you guys? You guys have uh, two jobs, it looks like now. Well, Cobalt, we have two choices. We can either do the little man's job or we could continue to find your collar. It looks like it might be scary trying to find your collar. Even the man want to take a gold. There's a third option, too, where your kids are still gone. <laughs> or we could find my kids. <laughs> yeah, or we could find my kids. <laughs> Alright. Mm, if no one know where Collar is, then Cobalt find Collar while doing things. Collar have to be somewhere. Cobalt know it. Alright, All right, Cobalt. Heads or tails? Like, hold, holds up his tail. Tail! <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> oh, you want to roll 1d2 then? Yeah. Yeah. Make a roll. Tails, Tails is going to be um, for the pirate. Uh, heads is going to be straight for the kids. All right. Tails, it looks like uh, you're still going to ignore the children. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For the pirate. All right. Sounds good to me. Where do you guys uh, begin searching? Like, all the information you have is uh, the Bleeding Barrel has uh, is a usual location for them to meet up at. Well, Cobalt, I have a little bit of gold left. How much do you have? Just sort of, sort of blinks. When Dusty Kitty say gold. Any monies? Cobalt, look! <laughs> as he, uh, as he, like, digs into, digs into his little back, it's like, oh, you mean... These things holds up, holds up, uh, holds up a gold coin. Yes, exactly. Is that your only one? Uh, no. Cobalt have more. Four. No, Cobalt have more. And like, uh, I guess like, uh, like mm, this one, this one, and eventually counts out uh, uh, ten pieces. It's like Cobalt have this many. Why, Dusty Kitty need it? No, no, no. Cobalt, do you? Do you need anything to prepare in case we were to get into danger again? Anything we could probably find at the market? Cobalt thinks just like... No, Cobalt don't need many things. Only collar. Well, I saw you needed salt and you used one of my blankets. Are you sure we can't fashion anything for you? That all Cobalt need now. <laughs> uh, now, if you guys were to buy... Okay, let me uh, put that out there. If you guys need to buy anything specific, um, we can just uh, si uh, slide that over and we can do it off air and look through a catalog. But uh, if you want to buy health uh, potions or like anything to uh, help you during combat, uh, you can uh, go to two locations that are available to you. You have a regular market right over here where uh, the health potions sell at a higher rate, but uh, you're guaranteed to get a health potion. Then you have over here is a marketplace where a lot of dirty business goes down and there's a chance you might be swindled or given uh, bad produce. If you guys so desire. I think I have something that might come in handy. Let's go to this nicer market. What do you say, Cobalt? Okay. <laughs> just like, just starts piling everything back into his bag again. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, so uh, what's happening, bud? I'm going to peruse the stalls to see if I can find anyone selling, you know, a, a ton of marbles, such as like a bag of mar marbles or a bag of ball bearings. Um, if you uh, look around, uh, you were able to find it and it seems like uh, they'd sell it for about uh, 50 uh, silver pieces or no, even smaller than that. Um, well, let's say it's an inconsequential amount for uh, a bag of marbles. And uh, just take off uh, one gold coin from the amount you're getting, and we can uh, put it as an unspecified amount. It cost me one gold? Yeah, just one gold, just for the hell of it, because I'm not going to do fractions on uh, gold pieces. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So that's a lot of marbles. Yes, it is a lot. I'll say, like, if you're to pour them on the ground or use them, you can use it up to five times. That's the amount of marbles you got with one gold. Perfect. Okay. So uh, what do you guys do? Cobalt, I say we head to the Bleeding Edge. See if we can find this pirate man. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, no potions, no nothing? Cobalt, do you like potions? Do you think they're tasty? Mm, don't think he have enough teeth for, po for potion. 
Let's cruise around the market and see how much they cost over here. Over there, they cost 75 gold pieces by the vial. But you can guarantee that it is a health potion. I'm sorry, y'all. You are too expensive. You can get them for 38 pieces down at the bad market. Is that still too Cobalt. rich for your blood? Cobalt, do you want to do me a favor? With your magic trick, can you change things different colors? Or, you know, perhaps make a potion look bad. Hmm. Cobalt no know how to do that. Like, are you doing the classic, like, uh, at Olive Gardens, there's a fly in my soup or something like that? Yep. Oh, God. And try, if uh, Cobalt so desires. Well, he doesn't have the skill to do it. Minor Illusion would do the trick. Well, I mean, if you want to, uh, I mean, if we're it... giving Minor Illusion that ability, okay. <laughs> Uh, is that not within the spell description? I thought you could create like any kind of small object or like uh, change colors. Oh, you uh, you are you are thinking uh, prestidigitation. Oh, mm -hmm. yes, I am. What does minor illusion do? Uh, minor illusion lets you uh, create an illusory, uh, either an illusory object uh, up to uh, five uh, five cubic feet, or it lets you make a sound. Yeah. Yeah, so if you really wanted to, you could create, like, an image within it, like, uh, say, a fly or uh, something of the sorts. Like, you could, you can invest it if you really wanted to. Still works. Uh, if you'll, I mean, if you'll let me do it with that amount of precision. Uh... It, I mean, you created a freaking, like, box to hide in. I'm, I'm pretty sure it won't be, like, too out of the ordinary to say, like, you create the image of, like, a uh, rodent or a uh, uh, bug or something of the sorts. But I will say, if this goes awry, you will be in trouble with the guard. So, do at your own peril. Kobo uh, can try, but Dusty Kitty won't do that? I think the guards might get mad if we were to try something like that. I think we should play it safe. Yeah, keep in mind, if you look right here, that's where uh, uh, the central hub for soldiers are. And here is the market. It, it It's not that hard. You're not even, like, uh, you're not too far away from them. And that's not even including on patrol. Oh, actually, you are. You're fair distance away. It's like 300 fucking feet. But still, you know, it's within a sprintable distance. All right. So, uh, what do you guys do? You guys go into the bad market? You go into the bleeding barrel? What's going on here? Well, Cobalt said he didn't need anything, so I believe Cobalt. Do you want to head to the bleeding inn? Cobalt, do what Cobalt gotta do. Let's and, do what we gotta do. And it was this decision that killed the players. As you guys are going along, <laughs> as you guys are going along, um, you start going down the streets and the, so to separate everything, like, uh, there's three classes. You have a uh, lower class, middle class, and, uh, you know, high class. Your Beverly Hills is across the bridge on the other side, which is called uh, Jade Hills. Then you have, uh, two different types of slums. The one you're going into is more of a middle class slum, but again, it's a slum. It just has nicer houses. Um, the buildings are crowded, and uh, you'll see occasional sh uh, shade or like an overcast of shadow from uh, the floating leviathan in the sky being uh, blocked by the sun. Um, as you guys are walking by, you do see a couple things. First, you see uh, an old man, specifically the old man that saw Jacked, perform that murder, you know, or at least dispose the body, walking around very slowly. And strangely enough, you see a lot of people, like, putting down their jackets whenever he's, uh, stepping somewhere. 
So you see like a few people, you know, uh, putting down their jackets and creating a path for him to walk on. Other than that, you see a uh, local guard at a stall trying to uh, get recruits for uh, the watch. And uh, specifically for the night watch when the demon incursions come. Basically trying to recruit people into the death or suicide squad, essentially. And uh, a lot of people are passing him by. But he does have one young youth that's interested in serving his uh, town. As you're walking along, you do see... A person with a uh, brown badger like a tattoo on his arm giving a nasty look. His eyes widen, then he runs away into the alley. This has been House Common Blood, the intro music by White Sand, Promise, and the outro music by Darren Curtis, Time's Up. Any music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you have been to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word by mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. And make sure to tune in next week.